Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor. Welcome to our Open Pod mini-series where we interview medical students from all different medical schools. We'll pick their brains and ask all the important questions you would have asked on an open day. There's an awful lot to consider when choosing your medical school, but don't worry, we break it down with our one-to-one guests to help you make the most informed decision possible. So, don't let a global pandemic get in the way of choosing the medical school that's right for you. So, even if you're not in year 12, now is the best time to start prioritising what you want in your medical school. You'll be there for five or six years and you're definitely going to want to enjoy it, so make sure you think about location, the type of course, clinical contact and intercalation and these are all things we're going to discuss with our guests in each of our open pod episodes. Before we jump into this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at how to become a doctor with Dr. Svelte DR, where we'll be posting behind the scenes, doing live Q&As and much more. So on this open pod, we're joined by Sandula from Barts and the London. And without further ado, would you just be able to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a bit about you? Hi, everyone. My name's Sandina, and I'm a third year medical student at Barts and London. OK, let's jump straight in and ask you, how is your course delivered? So it's basically integrated course, which means that there's a merging to some extent between the clinical studies and the clinical practice, so the preclinical studies and the clinical practice. I would still say that the majority of my clinical experience and exposure has been since starting third year, which is when we start the hospital placements. But definitely you start seeing patients from the get-go in first year through organised GP placements and other clinics. Okay, amazing. So you still have that kind of a bit of a preclinical divide because you don't see patients too much, but then second you hit third year and placements a lot more. Yeah. In those first like preclinical years, how is it taught? Is it lectures, PBL, CBL? What do you do? So the majority of the first two years are lecture based. So you spend most of your time in the lecture theatre with the rest of your cohort listening to the lecturer. However, you do also have weekly PBL sessions, which is the problem based learning. You go there, you're given a scenario and you discuss it with your small group of eight. And then you decide any any definitions that you're unsure of and any learning objectives you want. And then you go away for the week, you look up this topic in your own time and then you come back and discuss it as a group. And I think it's really good because that's actually your time to consolidate what you've learned in the lecture, which is really great because a lot of the time, if you have any doubts, you can clear them with the facilitator there and it's really your chance to get your knowledge cleared up. As well as that, you also have lab-based stuff such as your anatomy practicals and other sort of lab practicals and clinical communication skills that you have every week. So in some other people we've spoken to, the people that have been facilitating their sessions have been older medical students. Is that similar for you or is it someone else? So we've never actually had older medical students facilitating the sessions. Mm -hmm. Often they're all clinical professionals or they are researchers. So they're all quite experienced in the field that they're teaching us in. And how long would it take you? You mentioned you'd go away and research it. How much of your own time would you have to put into preparing for these cases? So the session itself lasts about two hours and through those sessions you actually discuss quite a lot so you kind of have a very good understanding of what you need to go and understand later on. So I would say in a week Mm -hmm. I'd probably spend an hour or two max just going through like for example if it's on hypertension just the makeup of it all the signs, symptoms, treatment, management, all of that 
And then when you actually go back for the next session, mm -hmm. it's really great to just consolidate it there. So you're building on it there as well. So probably about an hour or two. That seems quite manageable and not, not excessive. And how many people would be in those groups with you? Probably around eight to ten. So it's a really small and personal group, mm. um, which is great because in lectures you're with about 300, 400 other people. So it's quite a big cohort. Yeah. So to get that personal time, it's much better. Mm. And are you with that same group for the whole of the first two years or do they switch it up? So you switch your PBL groups about two times a year, which is good because you actually get to meet a lot more people. So you've hinted at this earlier, but... Do your lectures then help with your PBL case for that week? So they, do they answer some of those learning objectives you make? Yeah, so everything's linked. So for example, going back to the hypertension scenario, if you're learning about hypertension in your lectures, you can have a good idea that that's going to be coming up in your PBL session. It's really good because it just links together it all. Are you taught in like a systems base? So would you do like cardiovascular and have one system for a couple of weeks or is it more like modules? Yeah, so it's very systems based. So it's kind of like a spiral curriculum as well. Mm -hmm. So in the first year, you'll learn basically the fundamentals. So cardio, respiratory, metabolism, a bit of neuro and locomotion. And then in second year, you do the same things again and you build on them. Okay. So it's great because you learn your basics in first year and then you keep revisiting the same content again and again, but learning a bit more information on top of that. So it's really good to just get an all-rounded understanding and keep that information fresh in your mind. Absolutely. And what about anatomy? How's that taught? So anatomy is taught in pro sections. So you basically have a group of you and you go into the lab rooms and you're there for about two to three hours a week and there are facilitators around who you can ask any questions with but you basically go in with a book and there are questions that they ask on the booklet that you have to fill in and having a pro section there is really great because you just have all the information there that you need to know you don't really have to go around finding it yourself. Did you have any strong thoughts about dissection versus pro section when you were applying or does it not matter that much to you? Actually, when I applied, I was very keen to go somewhere that did dissection, mm -hmm. but I loved BARTS so much, so I decided to just overlook that factor. But actually, within BARTS, every year you have the opportunity to do a few SSEs, which are student-selected components. Mm -hmm. And within that, there's such a range of things that you're able to do. So I picked dissection as one of the modules there, oh, wow. so that I could give it a go. So I got two weeks to get my fix with a cadaver um, <laughs> and just cutting it open, seeing what's inside. But actually, I realised that I actually preferred prosections much more because there's so much more direction and like understanding because you're just been given one section. Whereas with dissection, there's a lot going on and you can kind of feel a bit confused a lot of the time. Mm, that's come up quite a lot, hasn't it, Lucy? Yeah, and particularly with you having this book where you just have to fill in the answers, that seems so great because it seems like you know exactly what they're going to really ask in your exams. Completely. It's so directed. So you really know that what you need to know. Yeah. And you mentioned that you have SSC, so student selected components. Do you have them from first year onwards? Yeah, so you have them right from the beginning in first year. And the stuff that is on offer ranges from stuff like dissection to other forms like anatomy and art, where you can draw like a heart or like different parts of the body. But then also you have things that like revision techniques and ways to deal with stress. So you can go for like mindfulness. Oh, wow. But also you can actually have placements within the hospital where you're actually on experience and learning stuff so I did a plastics and reconstructive surgery placement wow so I was in the Royal London Hospital for two weeks in such a busy department seeing the most incredible surgeries and 
treatments that's such an amazing opportunity yeah so our listeners can't see us right now but Kira and I are looking absolutely gobsmacked my jaw's like on the floor (laughs) I don't think it's offered in many other medical schools yeah that's why I was asking about it because for me SSEs don't start until fourth year so when I'm in clinical school but having them from the get-go in first year would be amazing you really get such a wide range of experience especially for like CV building as well isn't it and choosing what will interest you you can get a better idea of that from an earlier stage yeah it's great to like dip your toe in like one speciality and see if it's actually what you're interested in Mm. and it's great for building up contacts as well like the consultants that I met on the plastics team they've always said that I can go back anytime if I want to see any more surgeries later on so it's really good to get that get those contacts in early definitely so what about the clinical years and clinical placements so once you've done the lecture-based stuff and transitioning into more hospital-based how does that work so you have a selection between in firms and out firms so hospitals that are close to BOTS and then hospitals that you have to travel further to get to in firms you have such an amazing range of hospitals you have your St Bartholomew's Hospital which is in St Paul's area and then you have the Royal London which is in Whitechapel and then just another few hospitals dotted around like Homerton, Whips, Newham and then in terms of out firms you have Colchester, Southend, Harlow and quite a few others the thing with out firms is that you have to stay there. So I got given Colchester for one of my out firms this year and I was so upset about it. But actually worked out great because they provide your accommodation for free and they reimburse you for your travel. Mm-hmm. So you're basically getting like a few months of free accommodation and travel. And the teaching in the out firms is incredible because they're not as busy as the London hospitals. And so they have a lot more time to go through things with you to make sure you understand it. And I found it really, really good. Yeah, I think definitely people think, oh, I'm not in a city hospital. It'd be so quiet. We dead and everything will be rubbish. But actually, often people I've spoken to, they've enjoyed it much more. When you're in the London hospitals, being at London, it's so fast paced and busy. And it's incredible because you get to see such unique diseases and situations Mm. but also the doctors are so busy um, (laughs) that even if they want to come and sit down and like explain everything to you they can't so Mm. you can work around that with like coming and shadowing them on on calls and in after hours which they're very happy to help with but being in the out firm you really get that time to just sit and understand everything yeah so how much clinical contact is there in the first year So in the first year, I would say it's much less than in third year, but it's still a lot more than in other medical schools. So I met my first patient in the first week of my uni, which is they do GP placements every week. And also they alternate between like a diabetes Mm -hmm. clinic or, for example, some other sort of like psych clinic. So you get a lot of experience and they're very big on your doctor patient relationship. So they work on that from the first year. So every GP placement, you'll see a patient and you'll be able to take a history from them and speak to them for like a prolonged length of time to really get an understanding about their disease or why they're presenting. And then along with that, fortnightly, you have clinical skills and communication workshops where you learn about all the system examinations and just basically developing on your communication skills with the patient. That's so good to have at such an early stage. Definitely give you a good set up when you're thrust onto the wards going full time. And because Bart's examined on OSCEs from first year and they count towards your yeah. final grade. Oh my gosh. And yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's quite special. <laughs> they really just throw you in because I mean you're gonna be a doctor, aren't you? They want you to get get used to that. Mm. To be honest, I think it's kind of good because by the time you then get to the big final ones that really do count, 
you've done it for five years previously you've got loads of experience exactly and you have like a mock before your final in first year too so you've done it actually like 10 times so it's just easy by the time you do it yeah wow how about exams how are you examined so you mentioned oskies yeah so exams are quite intense because every year counts which i didn't know when i started so check before you like check when you start so you know what you're doing from the beginning Mm. but the way it works is that you have three internal assessments over the year which are just examined on based on your content that you're learning and you have to get an average of 50 percent in those three ICAs in order to sit the finals Mm -hmm. and then in your finals you have three main exams that's your written paper your spotter which consists of like anatomy and histology that you've learned throughout the year and then your OSCE paper and then they take an average of those three it's a weighted average um and based on that if you get above 50 percent, you can progress to the next year okay so those three internal assessments then they're, they're done way before your final so what kind of months were you doing those in so they're spaced out quite well but the in first year my first exam was end of november and then in the middle of feb and then in about beginning of May, I think. So you get about three weeks after that May exam to really bring everything together from all the three ICAs and get your final knowledge ready. That does sound quite intense, I have to say. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you're intercalating next year. Is intercalation compulsory yeah. or is it something that you chose to do? So intercalation isn't compulsory, but the majority of people do intercalate because it helps with those points and it gets you another degree in one year. So it's very good opportunity what are you going to integrate in do you have to integrate at Barts? Oh, i'm integrating in global health at Barts. well i really oh my god i might have to talk to you about that afterwards because i'm I, I was very much i'm not integrating i'm not integrating i'm not integrating now between so i'm going into fourth year between fourth and fifth year is my last chance and i'm like oh my god i want to integrate now so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on you think you want to integrate in global health I think I think so. I think I want to work for like an NGO or um, yeah. international policy making. So, wow. mm. yeah, we can talk about it after. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. So we've talked a lot about what life is like as a medical student at Barts. However, what about life as a medical student in London in general? How do you find student life? I think it's so great being a medical student in London. I absolutely love it. I think a lot of people think that it can be quite isolating because there's just so much going on all the time. But actually, it's so nice being in the centre of like the heart of London, really. Um, There's so much to do all the time. I've still not seen like half the stuff I wanted to see in London, but there's so many opportunities. And you have so many universities around you because there are so many universities in London. So a lot of the time, like even if I'm in central London, I need Mm -hmm. to get a bit of work done. You can pop into like a King's Library or a UCL Library because being a student in London, you get access to all oh. the universities of London. So you can use all of their resources, everything, wow. which is great. And I love like exploring the, the other libraries that are, there are in London. I feel like you'd love to do that, Lucy, would you? Yes. Yeah, I love my libraries. <laughs> and everyone's expensive, but you have so many student discounts and you have student nights. So it is more so expensive than, say, the North, but you can save if you want to. Yeah. Plus, you do get that extra bit of money when you get a maintenance loan because you're in London, aren't you? Yeah, you get the extra bit. Wonderful. Is there any other yeah. questions, Lucy, that we haven't covered yet? No, I think that's it. I, I'm so surprised that you can go to all of the. You're basically like a London. I just, I just, my mind is blown. <laughs> it's like you get to go to all of the different medical schools. You don't have to choose because you can go to all of them. 
you're regressing your, your decision to go to Cambridge and I'll you. Yeah, I was so adamant that I wasn't going to apply to London because I was like, it's too busy, it's too much. But now I'm like, hang on, I could have gone to all of the libraries. <laughs> Fab. So I think it's quick fire time. Yeah. So number one, <laughs> what's the best thing about your medical school? The people you meet and the extracurricular opportunities you get. There's so much. The best thing about Bards is the extracurricular stuff. They're so big on like sports and volunteering. And there are so many opportunities to get involved in all those sorts of stuff. They're so big on sports and there's sports night every Wednesday night. So you get, so you get half of Wednesday off to do sports or volunteering activities. Are you involved in any of the opportunities or do you volunteer for anything? Yep, so I volunteer with Street Doctors, which is basically a charity where you go to help at-risk youth in schools and colleges and teach them about the effects of knife crime. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the sessions that we do, especially in East London, is how to stop when you see someone that's been bleeding, usually from a knife attack. And it's really, really insightful and something that I've really enjoyed throughout my time mm. at Bards because you're actually really making a difference to people like, firsthand and apart from that you should really get involved in like a sports yeah. society I'm part of women's hockey and you don't even have to play you can be a social member if you want to but it's just great to get involved <laughs> with a sports team because you get to meet so many people within that you can it's a it's a great opportunity to merge the other years so yeah within that society then you get all of their notes for, that you can use for your medical school revision which is great and it's just a <laughs> nice opportunity to just relax and just spend some time having fun and and also another good thing about taking part in those opportunities and perhaps more like university-wide societies is often you can get stuck in like a medicine bubble can't you and you if you like unless you push yourself outside of like what's available immediately you'll never see a student on another course in your six years or five years well actually that's the thing with Bart's is that it's very loosely affiliated with Queen Mary's so it has all of the all of the sports teams are the medical the medical team so it's still quite in that little like medical bubble but you can join Queen Mary's societies too like for second year I was in pole fitness with Queen Mary's which was so much fun and you get to I I met so many people from Queen Mary's so you do get the opportunity (laughs) as well. I remember when I was applying and it was like Queen Mary's Barts and then there was like a Queen Mary's in some other country and would you mind explaining that to me just to help me get my head around it? (laughs) (laughs) So there's Queen Mary's and its medical school is Barts and the London, which is also the dentistry school as well. But they're, they are obviously linked, but they have separate campuses. Okay. So the Queen Mary's campus is in Myland, and then the Barts campus is in Whitechapel. And then you have Barts Malta. So that's just a medical school in Malta. It's the same medical school, but it's just situated in Malta. Right. So you have like, I think there's, I think in our year there's about 30, because it's quite new, the medical school there. So oh. there's about 30 people over there. But actually for the student selected components, we have the opportunity to go to Malta and learn something and they have the opportunity to come here. They can go there for integration or they can come here, which is great. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. So, right, okay, sorry. You have a two-week SSEs in your first year because you do SSEs from the get-go and you can just go to Malta for two weeks. <laughs> Everyone's completely fine with it. You know, just no biggie. Just uh, If you go in the summer as well, it's great. You can get the tan on, you can have a little chill. I have so many regrets right now (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) okay let's let's quickly move on so why did you choose Barts I chose Barts because I really wanted to be in London I think it's such a happening city and 
I want to stay, remain there. And also Barts is just mm -hmm. so great because it's in an area of London where there is so much patient diversity. You get to see such a range of diseases. I think you won't see tuberculosis anywhere else in London and definitely not anywhere else in England. So you really get a chance to see some cool things. And Royal London, it's the biggest trauma centre in Europe. So wow. you're seeing some incredible emergency cases. And just the, the people at Barts are just amazing. So I think it's a great university. Fabulous. And finally, what tips would you give any of our listeners who are thinking they'd like to apply to Barts? Is there anything in particular they can do to help strengthen their application? When I applied, Barts was one of the only medical schools that put a lot of emphasis on the UCAS tariff. So I'd done a lot of extracurricular exams, like Lambda, singing, piano, all of that stuff. And they all give you extra UCAS points, which add up to your UCAS tariff so if you've done those extracurricular activities put them down and get those points in because like I said BART's are so big on extracurricular and it gives you that leverage and just get yourself involved in the extracurricular activities because they really want to see that you're an all-rounded person and not just someone that can mm. revise a book and just spiel it out. Okay I think that's it thank you ever so much for talking to us. Thank you so much. Yeah thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did find it helpful, please do share this podcast with others who may also benefit. Make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at how to become a doctor with Dr. Spell DR for exclusive quizzes, behind the scenes content and to stay up to date with all things how to become a doctor. Don't forget to follow at MedicMentor2 to learn more about other opportunities to enhance your application. Please do comment under the Instagram posts for each episode if you've got any thoughts, questions, things you like, things we could do differently and what you'd like us to talk about next because we obviously want to do everything we can to support you and let us know and we are very receptive. That's all, so take care guys. Have a good one. Bye! Bye.